Embrace Your Weird. I am Lisa Jacob. This is the place where we talk about anxiety, authenticity, and what happens when we stop acting. Hi. Thank you for being here, my friends. (sighs) Damn. Um, so... (laughs) The world is kind of terrible right now. Um... So I've, you know, I've not really known what to say or what to do, and I am exhausted all the time, but it's hard to sleep. So I thought I would talk about that because I've been getting a lot of questions about sleep lately. I think maybe I am not the only one who is exhausted but having a hard time sleeping. So that is what we're going to talk about today. This is a topic that is close to my heart because I have always been a bit of a troubled sleeper. When I used to work as an actor, 18, 19 hour days were not unusual. So it was really important to be able to sleep whenever and wherever I could. Like if I had a little break, um, that was just the best way to be able to have enough stamina to get through really long days. So I was kind of famous for being able to sleep upright in a folding chair without ruining my hair and makeup. That was just kind of part of what I learned how to do for my job. So therefore, I have zero issues sleeping in public, like airports, trains, parties when my introverted nature takes over and I cannot handle talking to one more person, you can find me curled up in the corner. No problem. However, if you get me into my own little comfy bed with all the right conditions and like it's the proper time for sleeping, that is a whole other story. I am a lifelong sleepwalker which sleepwalking is such a bizarre thing. But I've been doing it ever since I was a little kid. I will wander around our house and do stuff. Like I will take pans out of cupboards. I will try to get outside. I, I talk a lot about all kinds of things that make perfect sense at the time, I'm sure. I, um, I scribble highly important notes to myself with the one note that um, always comes back in my household as a, a recurring joke. One note said in all caps, this was hugely important to me in the middle of the night, salad dressing singing. I have no idea. What the hell is salad dressing singing? I don't know but it needed to be written down in the middle of the night. So I do all kinds of just crazy shit when I'm asleep. And so when I say I sleepwalk, um, it's actually not so much that I sleepwalk as I sleep run. It's, it's night terror. So I bolt out of bed and I just, I full out run. Um, And once that meant that I I ran and I fell down our stairs. So that got really scary, right? It's all silly fun to be a sleepwalker until you run and face plant down a flight of stairs. So my husband used to, he would 
build this like contraption every night that was made out of a a desk chair and some boxes and he would put this little bell on top of it and he would put that in the doorway of our bedroom because my husband jerk is a great sleeper and so he would never wake up when I would go on my nighttime adventures bolting out of the bedroom. So he used to do this to try to make it so that if I bolted I would run through this chair with boxes and bells and make enough noise to wake him up. Anyway, it was not a good system. It was not a good system. Anyway, this podcast is not about me being a sleepwalker, so I'm going to fast forward to the fact that I saw a million different doctors who all told me that the only solution was either to drug me into oblivion while I slept or that I could sleep in restraints. Restraints. No. Thank you. No thank you. Eventually, out of desperation and a fair amount of skepticism, I tried hypnosis. So my grandmother, of all people, suggested that I try hypnosis. And it worked. Like, it worked after the first session. She's kind of amazing, this woman. And and I will put a link to her information if anybody out there is a sleepwalker and wants help with this. It's really kind of incredible. So I go back every once in a while for kind of tune-ups if I start doing this bolting behavior in the middle of the night again. But mostly I am cured as a sleepwalker, which is just such a gift to my life. And now I have a hypnotherapist. So that's a little fun fact about me. But let's get back to now, which is June of 2020. (sighs) generally, God, I don't even know what to say. It's just kind of a horrible time to be a human right now. And broadly speaking, we are all on anxiety overload, which messes up sleep. And sleep is a really important factor in managing anxiety. So it's just a really bad deal all around. Another thing to layer on there, personally, I am reaching an age, which I believe is called a certain age, and they put it in quotation marks and get all strange about it, because I am now in my 40s. And in your 40s, hormones and things start to change, and that can make sleeping even more challenging. So I want to talk about some of the things that help with good sleep habits. You're going to hate this first one, but please stick with me because the last one I'm going to talk about is kind of a game changer. But first, the bad news. Ditch the alcohol, sugar, and caffeine. Are you still here? Did I lose you already? I know. I know. I'm sorry. But these things are terrible for sleep. You can do all the negotiation you want about no caffeine after 3 p.m. or, you know, whatever time you pick, but that might not be enough if you are a troubled sleeper. Caffeine has a half-life of three to five hours. So half-life is the time it takes for your body to eliminate half of the drug. Yes, drug. It's a drug. I'm sorry. Caffeine's a drug. So the half-life is three to five hours. But the remaining caffeine 
So the rest of the half, the other half of the caffeine can stay in your body for a really long time. So it might still be contributing to sleep issues, even if you have some sort of cutoff time in the middle of the day. All right, alcohol. So according to research, alcohol can allow people to fall asleep quicker and sleep more deeply for a while. But the problem is, is that it reduces the rapid eye movement sleep, REM sleep. That is the restorative phase for sleep, and it is so, so important. You know, there are all kinds of reasons you might want to ditch the alcohol, including the new findings that just came out from the American Cancer Society saying it's best to not drink alcohol at all. Admittedly, I am biased on this. I am nine months sober myself, um, not from an alcohol abuse situation. At most, I used to have maybe two drinks a week. But alcohol just made me feel like crap. And it made my anxiety much worse. And it would keep me up at night. So it was an interesting experience for me to decide to do the whole sobriety thing because I thought that was just for alcoholics. But I read this meme that was actually really enlightening. I know it's so silly, like a meme. But it said, don't ask if you have a drinking problem. Ask if drinking causes you problems. Alcohol definitely caused me problems with sleep and anxiety, so I quit. Um, I might actually do a whole episode on this because I think it's important. So anyway, let's move on to sugar, shall we? Sugar. God, I love sugar. The problem is sugar increases inflammation and it messes with your metabolism, which is regulating your hormones. It makes your sleep restless and disrupted. I found out a lot about sugar while doing research for my book, Not Just Me. And research says that sugar can actually cause anxiety because it mimics the effects of a panic attack in the body, that elevated heart rate, all of those things. So Lots of good reasons to look at your sugar consumption as well. Okay, let's move on to some other things that can help your sleep. Everyone knows this, but it bears repeating. No screens at least 30 minutes before bed. So many of us are getting way, way too much screen time anyway. Scrolling Twitter for the latest horrors. Um, So it's just really bad for us on a number of levels. So turn that shit off. Just turn it off. There's a setting on your phone. It can do it automatically. Something else that I have found to be helpful is melatonin. So I use a brand called Natrol. I like the dissolving kind. I get it at Costco. It's the kind that melts in your mouth, and I kind of like that kind so that I'm not taking a pill and drinking a bunch of water before bed because then I'll have to get up and pee, and then it's harder to get back to sleep. So melatonin is a hormone. It's made by the pineal gland. That's this pea-sized gland in the middle of your brain, and it helps your body to know when it's time to sleep and when it's time to wake up. So it is a natural thing. It is not a sleeping pill. But even though it's natural, you still need to check with your doctor before you take it because it can mess with some other medications like birth control, blood thinners, those sorts of things. So Check it out before you take it, but it is something I have found to be very helpful. Another thing that I like to take as well is magnesium. 
So magnesium works by regulating the neurotransmitters and calming your nervous system so that it can prepare for sleep. So you can do melatonin with the magnesium and they can together work to help regulate sleep-wake cycles. Something else that is really helpful and kind of counterintuitive is getting enough sunshine during the day. We've heard a lot about getting enough exercise during the day and how that helps with sleep, but sunshine is important too. Getting enough light exposure. So they say that ideally within an hour of waking up, if you can get 30 to 45 minutes of sun exposure, so no sunglasses and direct light, not through glass, like not through a window, that that is ideal. That doesn't really work for my schedule. I don't have 45 minutes right in the beginning of my day to get sunshine. But if you work to get as much sunshine as you can during the day, it will still help regulate those sleep-wake cycles. Another thing that is super important is going to bed and getting up at the same time each night. So that actually does mean each night, even on the weekends. I think it's pretty obvious why this helps, because we're setting the body up to have a habit, to know what to expect. I get that it's a hard one because we tend to treat weekends differently. If this sounds awful to you, think about it as temporary. Not that you have to go to bed early on the weekends forever and ever, but it will help to get your body back into that regulated sleep cycle. So whatever bedtime you set for yourself, if it helps to set an alarm, do something to remind you it's time to go to bed, really be diligent about setting that habit. Okay, so let's talk about what happens when you're in bed and you can't sleep. I love a form of meditation called yoga nidra. It's N-I-D-R-A. So if you check out Insight Timer, which is this free app that I absolutely love, I use it every single day, there is a whole section of sleep meditations. So yoga nidra means yogic sleep. It's this ancient systematic form of guided meditation. So it might be in the form of a body scan where you focus on one part of the body after the other. It usually starts at the toes. And by the time we get up to the knee, I am almost always completely asleep. Another form of yoga nidra gets kind of wacky and it has to do with imagery and you're like, flying on the back of a golden eagle. It's really, it's kind of out there, but it's interesting and it's fun and I have found it to be effective. So there are options out there. If you are looking for a basic body scan type sleep meditation, you can look me up on Insight Timer. I have a recorded body scan for you. And I'll link to it in the show notes and everything at embraceyourweirdpodcast.com. So some sort of sleep meditation, yoga nidra, body scan, whatever works for you, it's great to do before bed or if you wake up in the middle of the night. I keep a pair of headphones on my bedside table in case it's 3 a.m. and I need yoga nidra and I want to be nice to my excellent sleeper of a husband. And finally, if you can't get to sleep or if you can't get back to sleep 
and it's been, you know, 15, 20 minutes, get out of bed. Don't just lie there and get angry about not sleeping. Get out of bed. This is the one that really changed things for me because I used to lie in bed for just hours getting really upset about why I was not sleeping. But now my favorite thing to do is just a little bit of yoga. I have an insomnia sequence on my YouTube channel. It's perfect for before bed or at 3 a.m. when you can't stop spinning out about that fight you had with your friend three months ago. It's a 10-minute practice that for me at least, is this foolproof way to reset my parasympathetic nervous system. That's the rest and digest mode and get back to sleep. So if you're going to try this and if you're going to do it on your own, just make sure you don't do anything that's too vigorous or too mentally stimulating. Gentle stretching is perfect. I used to think that if I got up, if I got out of bed, I would be even more awake and it would be counterproductive. But it's, it's not. It is making a change in the situation. It's about doing some, some movement and some deep breathing in order to change the mental pattern that you are stuck on. I think the hardest part is just remembering in the middle of the night when I'm super riled up about you know, all the terrible things that could happen in the world, remembering, wait, I need to get out of bed. I need to do a little bit of yoga. I need to do a little bit of deep breathing. And then in 15 minutes, I can come back and try again. So I want to say one last thing about not sleeping. We tend to do the thing when we are lying in bed, staring at the clock, counting down how much sleep we'd get if we fall asleep right now. And we get mad and upset and frustrated. And we tend to think like the whole freaking world is asleep and we're the only ones who can't do it. What happens is that we jack up our sympathetic nervous system. That's the one that is fight or flight. And then we really won't sleep because we've got all those stress hormones rushing through the body. So if you find yourself doing that, if you find yourself getting angry about not sleeping, walk it back. It's okay. You might be a little tired tomorrow. You will be okay. You have been tired before. You can actually function on very little sleep if you need to. But here's the thing. Even if you are not asleep, your body can still restore when you rest. Resting counts for something. Take deep breaths Maybe count the breath, inhale for one, exhale for one, do that all the way up to 10. If you get to 10, count backwards all the way back to one. If your mind starts wandering, bring it back, start back at one again. That way you can get all the restoration you can out of lying there and breathing. That will be so much more beneficial than getting pissed off and just trying to bully yourself into sleep. So those are my best tips on getting a good night's sleep. Because these days, um, like pretty much everything else, this is extra hard. I am an empath, and for those of you out there who tend to feel everyone else's pain, you get it. It's really hard to shut down 
and relax when you feel like there's so much suffering. And we're worried, right? We're worried about ourselves, our futures. We're worried about our families, our friends, our country, our world. We are afraid and disappointed and grieving and lonely and sad and confused and I get it. But here's where the cheesy self-care thing becomes really important because we have to put our own oxygen mask on first, just like on the airplane, right? We have to take care of ourselves so we can go out there and be a benefit to the world because the world needs us right now. If you are looking for show notes and links, check out embraceyourweirdpodcast.com. This beautiful theme song is in fact called Beautiful. It's by the band Redbird. Check out Redbird Soul for more information on them. I am super duper grateful for iTunes reviews. Doesn't cost you anything. If you found this program to be helpful or entertaining or whatever, please leave a review. Those are like gold for us podcaster type people. So thank you so much in advance. I also keep this podcast commercial free, so your donations are appreciated. You can do a one-time donation or monthly or whatever feels good to you. You can do all that at embraceyourweirdpodcast.com. I hope you found something in this podcast that will be beneficial, that will help you get a good night's rest so you can go out there and help this world. I hope you have very sweet dreams. Keep it weird, everybody.